I V M. Welcome to Conversations at Takshashila, a podcast for informed opinions on policy, politics, and economics with experts from the Takshashila Institution. And now on to today's conversation. Hello and welcome to Conversations at Takshashila. Today we're returning to India's ASAT missile test from last month and what it means. To speak with me on this, I have General Menon and Manoj. General, uh, you recently wrote a, an article uh, where you called for India to adopt a no-first-use posture with its uh, ASAT capabilities as well. Why does India need an, an NFU posture? Well, firstly, uh, I have called for an NFU posture as far as the use of kinetic power in space, which means that you use physical force against uh, any other satellite. And, and I think it is necessary because it is not possible to really target a satellite which will break up into pieces and not affect other countries also. So there are four or five arguments which I have put across that the kinetic uh, application of force in space will have so much of collateral damage. And also there are alternatives to affecting the functionality of satellites, which is through the soft kill, which can be uh, lies, uh, laser or electronically based. So what each country can, what every country which has the power to apply kinetic power in space should be able to say that they will not be the first to apply it because it will not only affect the satellite of the adversaries, it might even affect the sat their own satellites. So in a practical sense, it would just reduce the degree of uh, the possibility that you, we might have a sort of space war uh, by it uh, by actually making this declaration, it'll calm things down because things are heating up in space. So, if I sort of if I can paraphrase, if I get that correctly, um, this is an efficiency, effectiveness, uh, and collateral damage sort of argument. Um, but how does uh, announcing no first use sort of uh, improve our lot diplomatically? How does it sort of change our standing? Um, given that, like you said. Uh, there are other means which are non-kinetic by which these con this confrontation in space can happen. Uh, the, the first point, I think this is a political posture which we have to adopt. And and the posture is that we, are, we do not believe and we think everything should be done which is feasible to prevent a space war or the competition in space actually resulting in a war. Hmm. And I think NFU would just about lessen those chances. It is not a perfect, this thing that there will be no war, but it just sort of calms things down, re gives reassurance to the others. And uh, that is the best that you can do now because as you can see, most nations with the capability to put a satellite in space can also acquire the ability to target somebody else's satellite as long as they have... Uh, uh, a concurrent development of a space domain awareness uh, uh, system. You know, because you've got to know where the satellite is, you, you have to sense that, and you can target it. So it's, it's a capability which other nations who are, who are there 
can actually exhibit. And therefore, it is primarily meant as a political posture to get everybody and give them greater reassurance. That's about all. General, uh, the satellites themselves are not the only targets, right? You have ground stations and so on. Are those more viable targets? In, uh, in, in fact, it is in the sense that uh, the ground stations are fixed and their, their locations are known. So um, you could actually target it much more easier than you could target a, a satellite in space because eventually if you target the ground stations, then the satellites actually have no use because whatever is transmitted by the satellite has to be passed through a ground station to wherever the users are. And uh, uh, take for, sub, for instance the submarines actually. Submarines uh, depend upon a huge array of, uh, uh, you can say, uh, satellite, the, uh, ground stations uh, which have to receive uh, communication through space and then transmit it to uh, the submarine. So if you knock out those ground stations, and they're very easily, uh, because you can see they are, uh, they, they actually are spread out across uh, where the thing, you, can, you, you don't have to knock out the satellites, you can knock out the ground stations. And that would apply actually across. So it's easier to knock out. But all these are part of target systems. So in, in the sense that the military planners would have, would want to develop capability which will knock out the ground stations, will knock out the, will be able to interfere with the links between the satellite and the ground stations and the satellites themselves. What 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 I have said in my article is the the, the one which is the most dangerous out of all this is a, cap is a kinetic capability because it will not only affect the target country, it will, you know, there's something called a, called a uh, Keller effect syndrome and which can actually have a cascading effect of the debris on the entire um, satellite constitution in an orbit. So yeah. that's the, that must be avoided at all costs. And that is why the importance of having a no first use in space. Could you tell us a little bit about these other non-kinetic measures that can be used uh, in case of conflict, uh, which would be far more effective? Yeah, actually, uh, uh, laser and electronically, um, uh, electron the cyber war uh, through the cyberspace is where actually more more research is actually being done, and uh, there is also now a report. In fact, Colonel Butt. Uh, had actually uh, traced uh, the uh, lasers, ground laser stations of China. Uh, he has actually put out an article on them, and uh, where China has also known to have sort of uh, used the laser uh, on a satellite in 2006. So these are capabilities which countries are already working upon, mm. and, and and in course they may not be operational now they're still in their research and development phase but it's only a matter of time before that happens and when that happens and why i'm saying that nfu can actually at the moment be restricted to the kinetic power application is because it'll be very difficult to to even make out as to if you have a soft kill where the perpetrator might be able to hide himself because yeah. of the electronic means that are used. So 
attribution uh, is a problem. Then. Yeah, the attribution would be a problem technologically. Therefore, to say that NFU for everything is uh, should be done, I don't agree with that because it's not feasible. But the least that we can do is about kinetic power application. You'd also mentioned that uh, the uh, kinetic power could create a discrimination problem. When that missile goes up, you don't know if it's a conventional missile or a nuclear missile. No, that is actually not meant when I had, I, I, one of the things I've said is that we need to have conventional missile capability for ground targets, which we have not, although we have the capability, we have not put our resources there. We need to develop that capability. Yeah, for that matter, some of these targets might be outside our aircraft range, so the it, it'll be in the missile uh, yeah. range. But the problem always is that if you have a missile and you fire a missile for a ground target, the other person does, does not know whether it is a missile with a conventional warhead or a nuclear warhead. Though. So there is this problem about discrimination. But in the real world, we are already past that because our adversaries have actually um, already developed a lot of missiles with conventional capability. So we are not going to change the situation very much if uh, if we also develop the same capabilities. So I, I know it will make it worse, but we have no other choice. Okay. Now, is there a scope over here for some sort of treaty beyond NFU? to restrict or slow down an arms race in space? I think we have to understand that the arms race in space is purely a result of the larger geopolitical flux on Earth itself. And uh, if you have to address the problem about space, you need to actually first address the political the problems here. So space, what is happening in space is purely driven by technological feasibility and the growing dependence of various systems, even for economic and also for security of most nations on assets in space. And that is what India has actually said, uh, that it is our growing dependence which has made, a, um, made us actually seek deterrence through this asset test. That's the argument which has been given. Now, uh, India's ASAT missiles can only reach low Earth orbit as of now. Uh, is it wise for us to develop the capability to go higher, given that these weapons are very difficult to use? No, I'm saying actually uh, developing an asset capability for deterrence uh, for through a kinetic power may not be a good idea at all. But I'm also saying at the same time that our BMD program gives us a concurrent capability for the same, in which means that we don't have to develop a separate wherewithal for kinetic power. It already exists within our BMD program because if you want an effective BMD, you have to have space domain awareness, which means you not know where the satellites are and uh, I, I, you have to know. You have, you have to be able to monitor space. So you have to uh, uh, through radar find out where the missile is, then target that missile while it is moving. So a satellite is much easier to do because that has got a fixed orbit. So if you can develop the capability for shooting down a fixed missile, 
you also have the capability for shooting down a satellite. I mean, it's, it's the same. The only difference is in whether what sort of capability do you have for different altitudes or different orbits in different altitudes. So I'm not saying, I, I say this capability of kinetic power, therefore, will be inherent in our BMD program. Sure. We, we can't wish it away. And since we have it, we need to have an NFU because we will not we will not deliberately ever target a satellite we might we will target a missile which is aimed at us but not a satellite which is in space so that's the difference okay manoj anything else the possibility so uh, the possibility of so we've been looking at an nfu in nuclear weapons for a long time i mean india has announced a no first use policy um, but there are other actors who have not agreed to that um, what is the possibility, given that this is now a domain which is where technology is advancing and therefore we're likely to see more development uh, with regard to sort of weapons? Um, what is the feasible? Um, yes, you said that this is a political posture that we adopt to hopefully try to reassure uh, people around us. But the possibility of this being an actually globally sort of uh, something that's on the global agenda. Um, it's not in the global agenda because at the at the moment we are still in the early phases of seeing force application in space, physical force, kinetic yeah. force application. We are still in the, so we probably will should be the first country actually to embark on this route. It's not a question of whether others agree with us. Hmm. What we are saying is a responsible space power. We have adopted a posture which will be much more stable than for countries which are threatening to actually use it first. Hmm. So our posture is about what we believe should be done. Hmm. It is not about whether others agree with it or not. And we are just saying, and that's what this is the responsibility that India showed, that we have the capability, but we will never use it first. Hmm. And that is a political posture. Hmm. Okay, so thanks General Menon, thanks Manoj. And thank you for joining us on Conversations. Thank you. thank you. For more such conversations, subscribe to us on your preferred podcasting platform. If you'd like to know more about Takshashila, you can also log on to our website, www.takshashila.org.in and find out about the public policy courses that we offer, ongoing research projects, latest publications, and much, much more.